Okay. Give me one second to just uh Yep. Take all the time you need, you're good. whenever you are so you just let me know yeah and yeah i'm ready whenever you are so cool all right yeah in that case we will go in three two one all right <laughs> oh I was, I, did, I was waiting for you to do an intro uh, i was i was going to yeah i was yeah. i was about to to launch into my whole my whole uh spiel and then i realized jeff has never recorded with me as the host i should probably wonder or warn him about uh about my my yelling yeah no you're fine give him a give him a volume uh volume warning i don't even know i don't know what i'm saying anymore hello everyone that was not how you normally hear me but uh but welcome to the podcast anyways. <laughs> you are listening welcome. to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have quite a show for you today. Uh with you know several of our our uh key peoples having things going on, uh you know all of us being the boys that we are. Uh we decided to to skip a normal episode this week, and uh, instead, it is time for another special episode. And boy, is it a doozy! I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost never, uh. <laughs> By a very special uh, co-host for this episode, I'm here by the uh, joined by the number one employee of Culture Bop, Mister Jeffrey Ciarto. Well, thank you, thank you for having me. You're, you're welcome. I actually said your name correctly because you're on on the on the show. You with did me. bonus points for boss of the year. <laughs> Uh, so how you how you doing today, man? It's uh, it's man, I, been a while since we've spoken. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. It's it's hot outside. I'm loving every minute of it. It's uh, it's about ninety eight right now. Oof. Rough. So and super high humidity, which is you know making it all the more fun. I love it when it's hot. I just don't like humid. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, I'll take what I can get. Beats the snow. Uh well, it, it might be for me so at least for some people. <laughs> yeah, for me at least. How about that? I'll give I'll give you that. I know it's not for everybody, but for me, you know, it, for me it works. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling uh, Kayla. Uh, well, I I've been telling everybody this uh, recently. 
what is this? Um, we just got a weird Java pop-up. That was weird. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I've been I've been basically telling everybody this. I think I have the reverse of seasonal depression. Everybody gets mm. depressed during the winter and everything. I am like very um, sad during the summertime. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I uh, see. I'm I'm the exact opposite. But then again, you know, I'm a I'm a Florida man living in an Indiana world. Oh, see, there it is. There's the the rub, Florida man. Yep. Yeah. I mean, unofficial Florida man. But you know, take what you can get, right? Exactly. Uh, I go throw an alligator through a drive-through window after this. Oh, please! Uh, I want to see really blow of some that. minds up here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, um, yeah, so, uh, we had some things come up, and, uh, you, you messaged me and was like, uh, I can be a fill-in in a pinch, and, uh, I didn't have any real ideas on an episode, which is why I kind of, like, canceled, uh, everything. We had originally scheduled for a, um, uh, what's it called? A, um, oh my gosh. Uh, catch up episode. Yeah. But uh but we had some things go down and uh I couldn't think of anything that would necessitate like a, a real uh episode. So I I was like, Oh we'll we'll just cancel it this week, no no big deal. And then you messaged me and I was like, Okay, yeah, if we if we need someone, you know, we can we can do something about it. And then We wanna keep the streak alive. Exactly, right? Right. Uh, and then I, I put some thought into it for, for a real hot minute, and I was like, you know what? Jeff has been trying to get me to uh, to play WoW. He loves mm-hmm. WoW. And mm-hmm. uh, recently I've heard you know some rumblings about uh, the next WoW expansion and stuff like that. So uh, I thought, what better a time to get Mr... Mr. Blizzard expert on the podcast and to talk about wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the first thing I, I would like to do to get this thing rolling is I kind of want to get a, a sense of maybe who you are, uh, sure. as like a gamer. So, when, when did you start gaming? How did you come to it? Uh, you know, what are your likes and dislikes? You know, just tell us who you are as a as a gamer. Yeah, so I started gaming probably before pretty much everybody in the Discord was alive. Um, oh. That makes me really feel old and ancient. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's okay. And the sad part is when I realized in about 10 minutes that I was gaming before, 20 years before Austin was alive. Um <laughs> So, yeah, my, my gaming goes back to the days of the Apple GS2. Um, my dad was super into technology always. And, uh, you know, I was always just kind of messing around with computers. I mean, from a real young age, probably at least, um, probably like three or four. I know we had something before the GS2, but I don't really remember what it was. Um, so a lot of my gaming goes back to like the early days of like DOS and, um, a lot of like 
shareware games in the 90s but like where i really found like my stride i guess you'd say for gaming was in what now everybody calls jrpgs back then we just called them rpgs uh stuff like final fantasy one and two uh dragon quest stuff like that i really just gravitated towards uh fantasy star online was it like kind of my first online game i guess you could say um mm. So it, my gaming roots go really far back in this kind of genre. Um, I played EverQuest for a bit, um, made a lot of lifelong friends there. We all migrated to a game called Anarchy Online for a while, uh, which is a kind of sci-fi MMO. And uh, I just have this group of friends that we've been playing these type of games for the better part of over 20 years now at this point. Um we just all kind of clicked, and we all kind of realized that we like the same thing. So we have a, a core, essentially kind of guild um, that we play in, and we've got about uh, probably 15, 20 members that I'd say would be like core going back to the early 2000s. Um, and by that, I mean like 99, 2000. So some of these people I've known well i've known longer than my wife uh i've known them throughout weird phases of life like we have some that are retiring now which is really bizarre and kind of cool but um yeah we moved from anarchy online to wow um mm. anarchy online was a great game it still runs it's like the oldest sci-fi mmo running um but it also hasn't had any kind of like real content since about like 2005. So we'll mm. dip our toes back in every now and then just to be like, yo, remember this and just kind of mess around with it. Um, but by and large, you know, we have played WoW for the better part of, I mean, since vanilla and beta even at that point. Um, and it's just, it's a game that it serves like two functions, right? It's fun to play, but it's also like a social tool. It's like a, where, a way that my friends and I can kind of get together and hang out and just kind of have some fun. And so that's kind of the cool thing that I enjoy about this type of game. And we've tried some other ones. Um, mm -hmm. We play a lot of 14. Um, we played uh, Final Fantasy XI quite a bit, which uh, if you if you haven't ever played it, and you want to really feel the frustration that a game that is great but poorly designed can do, play 11. Uh, it's a lot easier now. It used to take like a month, month and a half to level up once you got past level 10. Um, and so, like, I've always appreciated the really hard, kind of complex games when I'm not doing stuff like, wow, I enjoy games like um, Exapunks, and they call them Molex Sizenth games. Uh, it's like... Mm -hmm. It's like weird puzzle games where you're like fusing two disciplines together. So like, um, like chemistry and physics, right, and stuff like that. So I like things that are a little different. Exapunks is maybe my favorite of the bunch of that kind of genre. Actually, they're called Zactronics. I call it Molex Sizen, but it's actually called Zactronics. Sorry. Um, Exapunks is a weird programming game where you're basically making subroutines to hack systems. And the whole goal is to make, like, the perfect subroutine. And you kind of figure out how to, based off of, like, magazines and conversations and, like, phone recordings. It's really wild. Like, there's, like, nine PDFs that are, like, a magazine for it. Um, it's, like, one of the coolest games you could ever see. But also it is, like, 
borderline impenetrable. Mm. Um, yeah, so like that's kind of my like gaming nutshell. Um, I'll play a lot of other things too, um, but when we really talk about the core of like what I enjoy and what makes me happy uh, when I'm gaming, it, it's stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you kind of touched on it there for, for a hot minute, but, um, I, you have like a, a history with Activision Blizzard. Um, mm-hmm. how did you, did, did you come to a wow through them or was that something that like you kind of, uh, well, like I assume that you played stuff like Diablo and Warcraft and Starcraft like that before you played wow? Yes. Yeah. I played, um. I played uh, Warcraft and Diablo. I didn't really okay. play a lot of Starcraft, mostly because I couldn't ever wrap my head around it. I've I've tried numerous times. I like Starcraft 2's campaign, uh, but like any of like the kind of like player versus player, like the esports stuff of Starcraft, I can't. I just can't. I mean, even from the word go, I couldn't hold up my own in it, and it was just kind of frustrating to the point where I actually kind of even quit playing Starcraft. Um, I'll still touch it every now and then, but yeah, my history with Blizzard goes back to, I think it was Warcraft 2. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's where I kind of became cognizant of Blizzard as well, and, and what they were doing, was sometime Mm -hmm. around Warcraft 2, and then I played Diablo after that, and, and whatever, but, uh, so yeah, did you come to WoW through, like, Warcraft? Was that something that, like... You, you knew the world pretty intimately, and you were like, oh, this seems like something that I'd be really interested in. Um, no, actually. So I came to uh, WoW from, um, like I said, I was playing a game called Anarchy Online at the time with a bunch of friends. Um, I knew of, you know, Warcraft and stuff like that. And I remember uh, a friend of mine kind of jumped in our org chat, because, like, you play, like, in organizations um in anarchy online i remember he jumped into like org chat this is like way before discord it's like 2003 maybe and he was like yo you should check this out i've got some beta keys for early wow and uh, i remember jumping into it and just being like this is this is amazing because it was so much different and so much bigger than like any other mmo at the time so like if you look at like 2004 mmos you know, you had things like EverQuest 2, you had Asheron's Call, I want to say, back then. Like, the Matrix Online. But WoW was so vastly different at the time that, like, I remember I booted it up, I loaded in, um, and, I mean, that was just it. Like, that was just it. I, it was like I had found, like, the thing that spoke to me in a way that um, I hadn't really felt since I started playing Anarchy Online. But, like having all my friends kind of feel the same way because by that point a lot of us were kind of burnt out on anarchy online like in that game my character i was a notorious troublemaker shocker um (laughs) and kind of known as the village asshole idiot um i would you know do raids in like a thong and i would steal loot from people just to fuck with them and just set off giant pvp wars just for the fun of it um you know, so, like, I was kind of getting burnt out. Like, it was a game that I had kind of reached my max, and I was having to make my own fun in. Um, and by making my own fun, it was just 
making massive headaches for everybody. Um, except for my guild, because, you know, they were used to it at that point. Um, like I said, you'll get used to it at some point here, too, so don't worry. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, um, so, like, when we started in WoW, I mean, it was so vastly different from where it is now. And uh, I remember, like, launch day just being really excited for this, and it was such a huge event, and, I mean, servers were crashing, and it was buggy, and it was weird, but also, at the same time, it wasn't buggy in the way that things like Anarchy Online were during launch day. You know, it was pretty functional. You would have weird hiccups or, you know, like, collision issues and stuff like that, or servers just dying from overload, but it was such, like, a cultural movement, it felt like, in this world, where it was like, you know, at the time, people that played these kind of games they weren't mainstream games, you know? So, like, there weren't a lot of people that played them. And WoW was just, like, a floodgate when it opened, when it first started. It really was, because it was so... It, it like, embraced the whole idea of an MMO, right? MMO is massively multiplayer open-world RPG, right? And it was mm -hmm. just the idea that this was so huge, and it was taking days, because, like, back then, you had to be level 40 to get a horse... And it cost a lot of gold to do, and it wasn't, like, you, nobody was doing that out of the gate, right? And so, like, you would have these long treks, and it was there was so much sense of discovery in this world. And it just really drew me in in a way that, you know, nothing to this date has really drawn me in in that way. And has, you know, kind of fulfilled that itch, right? And... For so long after, you had every MMO being like, oh, this is the new WoW killer. And no, they, they never were. It was a marketing gimmick just to try and trickle people out of WoW. But the problem you'd see is people would trickle out, try it, and be like, oh, this is hot garbage. Come back to WoW. Um, but as time went on, like, you know, people do trickle out of WoW, you know, and come back and trickle out and come back. And you see that with every one of their expansions. Mm -hmm. You know, it's how many subs do you regain? And uh, it's kind of stabilized, I feel like. Like, Shadowlands brought a lot of people back. And they've kind of gone from, like, instead of, like, big tentpole releases, they do these kind of, like, seasonal content, right? Not necessarily seasonal, but, like, big patches and then hot fixes. Big patch and then hot fixes. And you'll see people kind of sticking around, and I feel like they've kind of hit their stride with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of, like, me and WoW in a nutshell the only time I ever really kind of took like a hard, hard break would be like when all the stuff was coming out about Blizzard. Cause I mean, it was just so rancid and you know, ultimately I wound up coming back just because I missed my friends and hanging out in that realm and, you know, doing what I do in that game. And yeah, it's kind of the only like time that I can say like there was like a hard break where it was just a conscious decision. Like, I don't want to support this until some things start getting addressed. And I feel like they have and they haven't, but a lot of it's been addressed kind of behind the scenes, you know? So, like, it's just kind of weird. But I also think, like, you know, if this Microsoft deal goes through, a lot of that is going to be really hardly addressed. Um, you know, Golden Boy Bobby ain't going to be around forever. That one's for Mr. Skyrise Excellence. <laughs> um, you know, but... I think WoW has been a constantly evolving thing, and I just, I, I cannot say enough 
things that I really love about it to do it the justice that it does for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's totally fair. Um, so I think you, you kind of mentioned this before, but like in regards to how you feel about WoW, were there other like MMOs that you kind of tried like before WoW came out and then this one was kind of like the best one, so to speak? Like I know before yeah. WoW came out, you had stuff like uh, like EverQuest and um, I'm trying to think of all the other ones. There, there were yeah. a handful that were out there and were available, but uh, like, had you tried those before you tried WoW? Yeah, I had played actually quite a bit of them. So I played EverQuest 1 and 2. Um, I didn't necessarily love those. I played, um, like I said, Anarchy Online forever. Um, played City of Heroes. I mean, it felt like there was like a time where there was like an MMO a month. Uh, uh-huh. So like Lineage 2, um, Matrix Online, Asheron's Call. I mean, you, there were a ton kind of in that like like 2000 to 2005. You kind of saw a lot. You saw a lot more after 2004 kind of come and immediately fail because they just never had the same level of polish that WoW did at that time. Um, like I said, Final Fantasy ten or sorry, Final Fantasy eleven. I played for quite a bit. Um, I have like two mechs characters on there, and it's like one of the proudest gaming achievements I ever had because the the hundreds of hours that that took to do. I mean, it 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 wasn't easy. Like because like anytime you died back at the start of ten and or eleven, and it may be different now. You would lose like twenty percent of your XP, and you could actually lose levels that way. Um, and I played, uh, I was a Taru Taru polearm user. So like real tiny little polearm guy. Cause I thought that'd be funny. And it was like the worst mishmash of classes you could have. And so like it wound up being kind of frustrating, but I was, I'm bullheaded enough that I was like, no, I'm going to max level this guy and make, you know, this little tiny warrior. Um, so yeah, I, I played quite a bit of, of, you know, MMOs. Um, like I said, it's a genre that just really kind of sunk its teeth into me. Not in like the worst way I have, you know, you always run into people where they're like, Oh, I lost my job. Cause all I wanted to do was play. Wow. Or I dropped out of college. Cause all I want to do is play. Wow. And, and never sunk its teeth in me that way, thankfully. Um, but like, you know, it's also just a genre that I just really love. I think it's one of the coolest ideas in gaming was bringing people together in a way that, you know, you just necessarily weren't seeing at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's kind of uh, fast forward to modern day. And uh, you recently just started playing WoW again, uh, and you kind of got dizzy back into it. Um, yeah. So what are your feelings right now on the current state of wow so i really like it um i think all the stuff that happened with blizzard and wow happened at a time where the two classes that i love playing the most were like the most broken piles of shit you can imagine and i i have no nice way to put that other than that um so <laughs> yeah uh because i always like pvp and i was an outlaw rogue i have a character that i've literally played since day one um, and outlaw rogues are supposed, you know, at times they've been the best at PVP. So it's a rogue that um, has a little bit higher health, 
and is a little slower but does more damage. So like I I use a one hand sword, uh, rogue. So two one hand swords, and it was completely busted prior to patch nine point two five, um, which was kind of like the last big patch before hotfixes. Um, so that was completely busted, and so were uh, uh, sorry, unholy death knights. Um, and so like it was kind of hitting at a time where it was like, okay, these two characters that I love playing and I have so much time invested into them are completely busted, you know, and, and I have other horde characters that I've played longer, uh, same thing with Alliance, but like, those are the two characters that to me, I've always enjoyed kind of that class, um, and how I built it. And it's a reflection of me because it's both not following trends, but also, efficient right like mm-hmm. i never go into a raid with either of those two characters where it's like yo you're not high enough dps or why are you doing this you're going to tank the whole raid um or you know you're not going to be able to pvp with that you know stuff like that i've never had that with those two characters because of the way that i play them and the way that i've kind of made them um by being able to like swap out gear sets and stuff like that i've spent a lot of time tuning them so okay yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, okay. Um in in regards to these these current feelings that you have about wow, mm-hmm. w- would you say that uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would yeah. you say that it's worse? Then, then WoW has been like, like maybe not even from like when you first started playing, but like in in recent memory. Like uh, I know that uh, I had told you that I tried playing around the time that like Mist of Pandaria came out or something like sure. that, and uh, it was not exactly a game that I was overly uh, enthusiastic about, and I know that it's something that. We had talked, and you said that um, you know Panda sucked. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like uh, I know that it, it's relatively well regarded. I, I know that Warlords of Draenor is relatively well regarded, mm-hmm. um, but it, classic for sure. And a lot of like the newer expansions have been very meh received from what i can tell from the fan base so i I guess my question is maybe not necessarily in regards to how you felt when you loved wow but but like in in terms of like its best days or whatever uh how how would you um how do you feel that modern wow is is different so modern wow is different because as Blizzard does, they've kind of taken cues from other games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they and they've tried to incorporate. It. And so, going back to Mist of Pandaria, the reason that I say that I hate it so much was it didn't really have a great story. They were doing a lot of things to like change onboarding for new players, and they really weren't working. Mist of Pandaria got better after way after the launch, right? Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't great by any means. Um, I will say, though, like, uh, current Shadowlands, I I love. I think it's kind of one of the best expansions they've done in a while. Um, 
I will say Battle for Azeroth is maybe my most hated um, expansion because it just didn't feel like it really moved the needle, right? Like, it mm-hmm. brought in two new character classes and it did some cool things, right? Like, you got to play as goblins and you got to play as uh, wargans, um, which is fun. And, and both of them have amazing storylines for those races right when you talk about like your race storyline it's how do you get introduced to the world of warcraft right and i think they both have great storylines um but as far as like moving the needle battle for azeroth didn't really do a lot like the raids kind of felt phoned in the dungeons kind of felt phoned in and so like i feel like it kind of hit this lull where it was like a really just kind of a, a bad expansion that got bet on quite heavily, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I do think that hurt it. Um, but then I do think Shadowlands kind of brought it back because, like, it brought an end to quite a few characters that have been kind of known throughout, like, WoW's history, right? Like Sylvanas Windrunner. Um, and it incorporated them in very unique ways. Um, I'm actually super excited because my hunter just got her bow finally from a raid the other night, um, which is cool. And I'm very excited, and I made some people very hate me. So, because uh, it is a very rare drop. Um, so, yeah, uh, and, and I probably won't use it. I, I, I will. I'll put it on for show. Um, but WoW right now, I think, is kind of struggling to find its identity, and by that I mean like, so Blizzard has, you know, they have a shop. So there's 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 like a pet shop and a mount shop and like, you know, they've always had kind of, not always, but for a while now they've had shop where you could like change your alliance from alliance to horde or change your, your race and keep your character or level boosting, right? Like that's something that they've had for a while where it's like, Hey, if you pre-order this expansion, you'll get a character token that'll take you to the max level. You'll be good for raids and mythics and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of that is designed to entice old players back, right? Like, remember the fun you had, you know, doing these crazy raids, but they've done a lot of things to better that by, like, starting, like, um, cross-faction raids, right? Between, like, Horde and Alliance is something coming up. And starting, um, like, Dungeon Finders. So, like, you didn't have to stand around a stone forever, like in the early days of WoW where you would have to stand in front of a dungeon and spam looking for a group until you were like the right mix. Um, so like being able to queue for dungeons across multiple servers or queue for dungeons across factions, like I think that betters it because it's making that content easier to access and it's making it easier to like see in-game content while still providing a challenge for the people like me that, you know, never really kind of stopped or left for a while and can still get the enjoyment at the high level. Like, I'm not a power leveler. I'm not going to be like, yep, I started yesterday and now I'm level 60. I'm I'm just not going to be that guy, right? Mm -hmm. I like the story. I like the exploration. So it takes me time to level. I, I can go in and make a character and just, you know, dungeon, 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 and max out a character, sure. But for me, I don't get the enjoyment out of the game that way. I, I like the lore. I like the history. I like being able to explore. Like, like one of the coolest things they've done is they added new races to each side that are like 
kind of spin-off races, I guess you could say, right? Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, like, um, one of the, the biggest ones for me is the Volpera, which is a fox race. Um, and it has an amazing story quest that you have to do that's like 60 or maybe 70 quests long. It's pretty long and intense chain of quests, and it takes time to get there. Um, and I think that's the kind of fun things that they're putting in for players uh, that people aren't necessarily seeing, you know, or giving it the thought because, you know, they, they know the typical WoW races, right? Like human and orcs and, you know, stuff like that. But there's also now these, like, almost like sub-races. That sounds really weird to say because it's not. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, you know, they've, they've fleshed that out and now people are starting to, like, kind of take them into consideration for, like, these playable races, or, like, variants on, like, gnomes and variants on taurins or night elves. And it's adding a new layer of dynamics to, you know, well-established classes and roles. Um, but you have to earn it. Like, you can't just walk in and do it. You can't just walk in and be a high mountain tauren. Like, there's a quest line that you have to do. And high mountain taurins are essentially taurens with, like, moose antlers. It's the easiest way I can explain them. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, yeah, it's still a torn, but they have their own, like, unique benefits, right? Or, like, Iron Dwarfs are another kind of variant. Like, it's a play on a classic tried-and-true, you know, race in WoW that plays different. And it forces the players to actually kind of take thought into what they're doing. And as we get into, you know, the next expansion, we're going to add another race with the uh, Dragonkin. And that to me is just, I'm excited. Like, I think, I think they're making the right steps while still continuing down the money train with like, you know, the wow shop and stuff like that. Like, thankfully they didn't put those behind a paywall. They just yeah. made it so you had to earn them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I could have easily seen that. I mean, the, the crazy amount of mounts that you see and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, that person spent 25 bucks on that mount. Yeah. You know, it doesn't fly faster, it doesn't run faster, it just looks different. You know, and I, I've never been that kind of player. Like, I, all my mounts, other than like a pre-order bonus mount, are ones that I've earned and figured out how to get, either by like getting exalted with a race, which takes forever to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think, I think they have like a balance of, hey, you could have your weird crazy look from the shop or you can get really epic stuff just by working for it so like they incentivize the players that want to play uh story and stuff like that like it's not just as casual but also still can be approachable mm-hmm. yeah for sure that i mean um i don't play well <laughs> but uh yet uh well you know yeah, but See? Uh, soften you up, boss man. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, everything that you you put out there, I mean, that kind of speaks to the the hooks that it has. What what it kind of like keeps you coming back for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I I found a very similar, uh, maybe not necessarily the same sorts of hooks, but I found a very similar sort of uh like how do i want to put this 
um, experience, I guess, a, a, a similar experience when I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen just about every day. There was like these little, uh, I, I mean, there were tons of things, right? There was the story. Yeah. There were like little, you know, everyday like quests. There were, I mean, there were tons of things that just were like, you know what you want to do? You want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, and I think fourteen hits a lot of like nostalgia. Like it's almost like a appreciation for Square is where it's come to. You know? Yeah. Um, as somebody that played Final Fantasy fourteen before a Realm Reborn, so like when it first launched to where it is now, it, it's two totally separate games. Oh yeah, yeah. I I know several people who have played um, like pretty much all the way through uh even through like Endwalker and yeah. they they tell me the same exact thing it's just completely like different compared to where it was when it when it launched yeah and i think that's a cool thing about 14 14 i kind of look at that's one that i'll kind of drop in drop out on but i really always have a good time when i do uh, but for me it's more like i need that like kind of nostalgia for square you know kind of fix and i don't want to go play final fantasy one again you know but like i think 14 does some really interesting things and i think it's kind of pushing the boundaries of like uh, of like really core mechanics of mmos and how they work and i think that's a good thing in wow's case because it's going to force change because there's a lot of things with wow that haven't changed from launch right like mm. the director of 14 was out there the other day saying like we're really looking at how to improve you know, attack commands in Final Fantasy 16 and bring them into Final Fantasy 14 because we can't just be hot bars anymore. Essentially, it's kind of where his whole talk went. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of interesting. Like, that that's a scary concept when you're used to hot bars. Uh, but, like, also, like, 14 does it really well without it necessarily being hot bars. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. E- even though, like... My knowledge of like uh, MMOs in particular is very limited. I I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um. So right now, I know that you said that like Shadowlands, uh, Shadowlands is the newest expansion, right? Yes. Okay, and there's another one that's coming soon, though. Yeah, Dragonflight. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm not incredibly um like uh knowledgeable about everything that's coming in this new expansion all i know is that it is coming but i wanted to ask you uh if you know taking all the things that they've already said that's going to be coming aside right do you think that there are any things or are there things that could be changed to make the experience better for, I guess not even just the, the experienced wow player, but like to, Mm -hmm. to new members as well. Yeah. So one of the, one of the biggest changes, and it's actually one of the things that I'm most excited for is they're revamping like the profession system. So in wow, you have your race, which is what you are. You have your job, which is like a warrior or druid, you know, the kind of typical prototypes. And then you have like your profession system. 
And a profession system is things like mining or herbalism, alchemy, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, one of the biggest changes is they're revamping the profession system because I don't think a lot of players on all servers necessarily interact with it. Um, you know, if you want to be doing raids and stuff like that, you have to. There, There's no if ands, or buts about it. Uh, because of the level benefits that you get out of, like, equipment um, or, like, food or potions, stuff like that. So, like, one of the things they're changing is they're going to be allowing, like, professional players, meaning the people that play professions, to start making, like, work orders where they can kind of commission the creation of items. And I think that'll be kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to kind of flush out. Um, and the other thing that they're going to be doing, and I I'm really curious to see how this works... Um, but they're basically going to kind of revamp uh, flying so that you could have uh, dragon riding, which is, they call it like momentum-based flight systems mm-hmm. and aerial skills, which I think might open up like things like aerial combat and stuff like that. Like, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, and then they're also going to be adding like a new uh, hero class and that can kind of be interesting. I, I kind of keep my reservations on it, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how that works. But, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, revamping, like, the profession system. Because it's always kind of been the same, right? If you want to be an herbalist, you need to go start picking peace blooms. And then you pick the next flower and the next flower. And, it, you know, it's like one of those things, like, you can only ask a player to mine so much copper ore. Okay? Yeah. And, And it's the same. It hasn't changed. And that's okay that it hasn't. It probably needed revamped, you know, two or three expansions ago. But I think with the way Blizzard approaches things, I think they're going to have something interesting there to make it worthwhile so that you're not just like, well, started my new character. Time to go pick Peace Bloom, Um, you know. So that's one of the things I know that I'm probably like in a very small minority that's excited for that. Um, but I'm actually really interested to see how that works. Um, they're doing another level cap raise, which is pretty standard. So a while ago, WoW rolled back level caps. Um, so now it's going back to 70, um, which is kind of interesting because you don't see MMOs rolling them back, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm curious, are we just rolling it up till we roll it back again, or are we going to make that worthwhile? Um and then there's supposed to be quite a change to like the talent tree system interface, uh, which is kind of clunky in the way that it is. It works. It's a lot better than it used to be. Um, but I'm curious to see if there's like improvements to that because they're always still tinkering with uh, classes and the talents associated to them. And I'm just really excited to see that kind of get flushed out. Uh, if anybody from Blizzard happens to be listening, keep Outlaw Rogues viable. I mean, it, it, it can't it can't move backwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that's my one that's my one self promotional pitch here. Uh, but I think there's a lot of interesting things kind of on the horizon for WoW as they kind of looked at modern games and what keeps people engaged and where they maybe lose their audience. Um, and I think the crafting system is you know it, it's due. You know, it's it's time for a new kind of revamp to it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I mean, I think that probably takes a, a, a long look at like what the problems that current WoW is experiencing and potentially, you know, making them better. Um, yeah. But uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that the game is currently like accessible to to newcomers? Oh, 100%. I think Shadowlands did a good job at being accessible to newcomers. Um, and the reason that I say that I think it did was it Shadowlands has a cool story and it revamps how it onboards players, right? So like you're no longer just starting off in your starting zone and trying to figure it out. Like they kind of walk you through a tutorial. You're like on a mission. Um, we went through this with Austin where, you know, you start off on a boat and you kind of get into this kind of grand aisle and there's a whole storyline attached to it. And it's kind of nice because you can choose between that or you can kind of choose between the classic experience. Like, let's say you want to be a human. Okay, you're going to start off in Goldshire, just like you did when WoW first came out. And I think it's kind of interesting to see how all that um, plays out. And I think that's really neat that they're giving players that choice, right? Because that's like the key to any successful MMO is giving players options and choices. Um because in the end of every MMO, it's all about raids, right? And who has yeah. the weirdest gear that you possibly can and the rarest thing? So, like, if you want to get people to that end zone, you have to give them the choices and make them want to stay from the word go. And I think that's kind of, like, where maybe some of this evolution over the last, you know, decade plus has kind of really paid off as figuring out, like, starting zones and what can we do to make this more interesting for players and i'm kind of curious how all this will like work out when you start seeing and this is why i was saying like i'm kind of holding my reservation on like the new race the um the death career evoker like it, it's a playable race and class kind of all in one and i'm curious how that's going to work and how it's going to play like when you kind of start those classes uh, because i think the intro for it has to has to have the trappings of we're going to handhold you and show you how to play this game while still giving you that story experience that you're expecting out of a game like wow mm -hmm. okay okay interesting uh well um do you think that there's anything that it can do i i know it's pretty accessible but is there yeah. anything that you it could do to potentially make that even uh more accessible something that they could do that would like make people who have sworn off mmos like for forever like me yeah <laughs> like um is there anything that they could do to to like make me want to come in i think one of the things that it needs to do and it, and it kind of hits two tenets of in-game in every MMO, is it needs to give low-level raids, right? Something mm -hmm. where it's like, you kind of see the magic of like, oh, this is kind of what in-game content looks like. You know, a big sprawling... And, and they used to have stuff like this, like when I talk about like Old WoW with like Scarlet Monastery, right? Um, that used to kind of be a raid. It's not necessarily a raid, but like it was a a very long story dungeon and something where it's like, you kind of see like, Oh, they really do put a lot of time into crafting this. And the other part that I think they really need to do a better job at onboarding players with is PVP. Um, mm -hmm. Now PVP isn't for everybody, right? Like I'm never going to be naive enough to think that, but like 
WoW PvP is a whole other level of, like, complex gameplay that is really hard to even, like, get somebody to understand until they see it and, like, the jargon and the thought process that goes behind it. Like, um, you know, it, it's its own thing. And if you want to see, like, WoW PvP at its finest, I kind of say, like, look to streamers like Mitch Jones or Grayson. Uh, those two guys do a lot of PvP, and you can kind of see why it's a lot different. Like, it's arena-based PvP, and then there's event-based PvP, and they're two separate things, right? Like, mm. your 2v2 and your 3v3 arenas, you play very differently than you do, like, Arathi Basin. And so, like, if you're just coming into this and you're like, I want a PvP, okay, well, which route do you want to go? Because they're vastly different from one another. Um, yeah. And that can be kind of intimidating to somebody, you know. Um, now, I don't think they're drawing players in on PvP. They're drawing them in on story. But, like, PvP is a tenant of every MMO when you get to a high level. High level PvP is pure skill, you know, at some level. Right? It's how fast can you attack? How weird of a combo can you put together? How can you get that one extra stat point? that somebody else doesn't have. And that doesn't matter as much in your story PVPs like Arathi Basin, let's say, as it does 3v3s. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I think that's an area that they could do a lot better at. And hopefully, you know, they'll start kind of peeling back those layers and figure that out. Um, it, it's been worse, but it's definitely in a good spot now. Because um, Battle for Azeroth was a really PVP-focused expansion and i i think maybe that was part of the misstep with it because it rewrote a lot of rules of pvp mm -hmm. okay all right well uh i have i guess uh i guess i could actually roll this into one question i have yeah, one sure one last question for you okay uh where do you think that WoW is headed in the coming years? You touched on it earlier that they yeah. got bought by Microsoft. So, you know, uh, potentially uh, Golden Boy Bobby isn't there anymore. You know, mm -hmm. uh, potentially some of the heads of, well, I, I mean, not even potentially, some of the heads of, of Blizzard are, are gone, gone. So yeah. it's kind of a changing of the guard coming there. And with Microsoft having bought them, uh, you know, maybe they have Uncle Phil coming in and, and you know, not necessarily riding the ship, but like kind of mm -hmm. steering it into a new frontier. So where do you think WoW is headed and do you think that where it's headed is a good direction? So I think WoW kind of has to head in a couple of silos. Uh, to, you know, maintain its level of quality while it grows. Um, so there's WoW Classic, right? And I'm going to talk about that first. Um, so WoW Classic was a great nostalgia trip. Um, and, you know, it's only kind of grown. And now everybody's like, so like they're getting ready to do WoW Classic Lich King. The problem that I see with it is like you almost have to say like, that's the line in the sand. That That's the last WoW classic to come out. Um, 
and not just because of my thoughts on Mr. Pandaria, right? Um, but, like, when you talk about, like, Wild Classic and, like, it's hitting a nostalgia, when you look at, you know, Mr. Pandaria, it came out in 2012, so, like, it's a decade old, but a lot of the trappings are still accessible, and people didn't really like it as much. I, I know it's critically well-received, but, like, when you look at the hardcore WoW community, by and large, Mist is kind of ignored for what it did, and I don't think you could really do a, a Mist of Pandaria classic. Like, it, at that point, you're talking something that's less than a decade old. So, like, I, I think I think Lich King is maybe the last classic, right? And mm -hmm. so, like, I think that is going to go off and do its own thing. I don't know a whole lot of my friends that are super excited for it, but, like, let WoW Classic be WoW Classic, right? Like, if you want to go play Vanilla WoW, there's an avenue for you. Where I see Microsoft kind of stepping in is we might see WoW Classic on a console. I mean... Uh oh okay. So, and I don't know how that looks, to be honest with you, right? Like, it sounds nightmarish to do. But, you know, Microsoft has already hinted, like, with Valorant and League of Legends... That like, hey, there's there's the partnership. We're gonna put these out on consoles. We're gonna make it accessible to players. And I'd like to think that you know that's a direction that Phil is maybe gonna push for, right? Like put it in front of more people. Let them, you know, like people that are you know the Fortnite community. Let's say most of them weren't around when WoW launched. You know, they they might know of other streamers that play it but have never interacted with themselves. And so, like, I kind of see that as kind of, like, phase two of Microsoft, right? Like, phase one is if the if the deal goes through, you know, Wrath of the Lich King kind of becomes the last WoW classic for a while mm -hmm. um, because it's a predictable schedule and it's a nostalgia tab, and that's about the, the most that you're going to get out of it, right? Phase two is how do we put WoW in front of more people? And I think that's where you're going to see it, like, something. I don't know what it's going to be, but my guess, if I if I had to go with a gut reaction, is you'll see WoW Classic come to, come to Game Pass, right? In some capacity. Maybe not Game Pass, but you'll see it on a console. And mm. that, to me, is interesting because it's going to really change a lot of dynamics of, like, WoW Classic. And then the third part of, like, what I see, like, Microsoft having to do to let WoW breathe and live and survive is, I mean, one, you have to look at Blizzard internally, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it used to be, oh, Blizzard is weird and quirky, and they throw millions of dollars at projects that fail, like Titan, until Titan became Overwatch, you know? But, like, also, there was a lot of bad stuff going on behind the scenes, so I think a lot of that has to get addressed. Um, and I think it is, you know, I, I want to believe that it is, but like, that's a culture change and that's going to be hard because Blizzard for so long has been a culture driven company, right? Like there are kids that grew up playing Blizzard games that only wanted to work at Blizzard, right? Like, you know, and when you look at Blizzard as a whole, you know, like they used to have actual like call centers for technical support for WoW where you could call the phone, 
pick up the phone and somebody was there to walk you through installing WoW on your machine if you were running into issues with it. And you don't see that with game companies, like especially PC companies, right? Yeah. And you have to both acknowledge that history of, hey, we did things different, but also you need to, you need to move past that history and not let the shit slide when it was bad. There's a, a million... Uh, a million smart reasons why Blizzard was what they were, and there's a lot of bad reasons. So it's time to weed out the bad, look at the good, and let the good do what it's there for. Like, it's a very smart and talented company of people, and a lot of people that are super passionate about Blizzard. That's why you have things like BlizzCon that happen, right? Like, I mean, how many other gaming companies out there do a festival for players to come and interact with the developers, right? Like you have id that did QuakeCon, but I don't even think it's id anymore that does that. And I mean, there's like a small pocket of them. And I think that's something that it's going to be weird to see Microsoft embrace that. But I think having Phil at the head helps embrace that love of what this company is capable of doing. You know, I mean, when you look at Blizzard fans versus gaming, other gaming company fans, there's there's a vast difference between them and, let's say, a Bungie fan, right? And that's not disparaging towards Bungie, and there are Bungie super fans out there, but, like, all you need to do is look at, like, WoW cosplay contest mm-hmm. and tell me that there are other companies out there doing that. Like, you could have, you could say Riot, right, with League of Legends, they have really dedicated super fans. Yeah. But, like, you aren't seeing, like, Fortnite cosplay competitions. You know, like... And, and I think that's kind of, like, the three tent poles that maybe they need to kind of follow. Like, innovate onto new platforms. You know, develop cool games. And, you know, weed out the bad stuff. And I think I think if you do that... Like, I think it gives WoW a place to grow and also at the same time be the thing that people love. You know, there, there's a reason there are still millions of subs to WoW, and it's because people really love and care for this world. They're invested in it. They take time. Like, like if, if, my, if my outlaw rogue was ever deleted, I would be, like, emotionally crushed, you know, um, because he's been mine since, you know, launch day and i can think of a million different things that i've had experiences where it was like story experiences and experiences where it was like hey i remember doing you know i don't know scarlet monastery with friends at two in the morning you know just kind of thinking about it or like i think of you know nomarian and stuff like that like there there are so many memories attached both of like the people and the game to that character, you know, uh, like I said, I have this guild that I have so many friends from that I've been through so many parts of life with, you know, and, and that to me makes it special and more tangible. And I think in order to keep WoW alive, you have to kind of both cater to the audiences that are new and the audiences that are old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've repeated it ad nauseum at this point. I don't play WoW, but I, I think that's 100% yep. right. I think that's exactly what you have to do. 
Yeah. Um, I have a 14 well, day trial code if you want to just pop on in. No, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You're not wrong. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Wait. Okay. Let's play hypothetical. If you were to play WoW, what character class are you playing? Oh, gosh. And are we saying Alliance or Horde? Um, I don't know. I I think uh, the last time that I tried playing, I was a Paladin. Okay. Maybe. So, probably that again. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let me, let me look at... Uh, let's see. Let's see what we have here. Um, I'm looking at all the classes right now. Uh, Hunter is always pretty cool, too. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a Hunter. Paladin, you can be a Tauren, you know? And, and like, you know, there, there's that's Ooh, part of, Demon like... Demon Hunter looks cool. It is. I play one of those. It, it is very fun. It's a very different style of gameplay than WoW, as you probably know it, because it's really movement-based, and there's a lot of cool things with it. Hmm. Oh, Death Knight looks cool too. Death Knights are always awesome. I love. I have a torn Death Knight. I think I told you about this when we were talking about like for the Bop, like the music episode. Like I think of Death Knight as like this just hulking mountain of a character. Like it embodies what makes MMOs cool. Because mm-hmm. my torn Death Knight, like I remember like doing raids on Ironforge and just being like, okay, I know I'm gonna take a shit ton of damage, but I have you know all these healers behind me because. If I fall, the rest of my party falls with, and we weren't gaining anything attacking a, a an alliance city. It wasn't like it was for a raid. It was just a bunch of us just kind of fucking around and having fun, you know. But like, I I think I think the Death Knight is maybe one of those perfect examples of like, if you want a character to understand to play to understand why MMOs are fun, like a Death Knight is it because you are such a tank for everything, and you know you are needed like it shows how a job is actually needed to accomplish something mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh okay well uh that was a fun conversation uh yeah i learned a lot about you and wow <laughs> yeah uh i'm happy to I- talk about wow anytime to be honest with you Okay, well, um, I'll leave that up to uh, to Dizzy because he's the uh, he's the guy to handle all of that. <laughs> well, we'll do another episode once you played. Uh, well, we'll we'll see about all of that. Uh, oh boy, well, I mean, there's something to be said about persistence and stupidity, right? Uh, yeah. Isn't what what is it the uh, definition that, of insanity? Uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same or different results. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't always do the same thing in WoW, so see, it's not insane. Oh, uh, you know what? Ah. <laughs> y- you're right about WoW, you're not right about me trying WoW. <laughs> Alright. I'll just have to keep working on you. You just have to keep working. Yep. I'll get right. that five at the end of the year on our employee reviews. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes with uh, yeah. employee reviews. I'm talking to you, Paul, in HR. 
All right. Well, uh, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Pixels and the Culture Bob family of content. Culture Bob is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop and on the YouTubes at culture bop where I am putting the final touches on my newest video. Uh, it should hopefully be out next week. Um, we'll see how that goes because I haven't tried really rendering a whole lot yet. So It'll go fine. I feel it. We'll, we'll see. Maybe my That's PC on explodes. We'll, we'll... That's on five. <laughs> that's on five? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a callback to the bop in case in case you don't understand. For all the uh all the non bop listeners there. Yep. In case in case you don't know. It's a yeah. callback. Yeah. So if you ever <laughs> if you ever wanna go to check it out, go check out the bop, right? Go go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Spotify's uh, number one hundred and one podcast. Exactly. Exactly. The number one hundred and one podcast on Spotify. Um, oh man, I got derailed. Uh, I am available on Twitter at the Bebopman182, on Instagram at Bebopman182, and on Twitch at the underscore Bebopman. You have the absent Dylan and Austin. Dylan available on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, and on the YouTube at OMDizzy, where... I don't think he's actually released that third episode yet. No, not yet. Okay. I've been looking yeah. for it. So he's got uh he's got two episodes up right now for the um uh Song of Iron uh let's play that he's been working through. Uh episode three should be coming soon. So there is that. So keep an eye out. Then we have Austin He's available on Twitter at Big Papa Plays, on Instagram at Big Papa Plays, on Twitch at Big Papa Plays, and on TikTok at Big Papa Plays. We also have Mr. Jeff. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug while, while uh, you're here? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually take a second to plug uh, my YouTube channel, so you can find me at J S Z Y A R T O. On Instagram, and you can find me at Jeffrey Ciardo, which is Jeffrey with a J, not a G. No um, G. Yeah, no G Hoffs in this. Uh, but no, <laughs> Jeffrey Ciardo uh, on YouTube. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, all, all the regular socials. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah. It's and the best of us. Yeah. So it's been a long day, but hey to talk about wow so that's a great day in my books i was gonna say so it's a good day <laughs> yeah that day's on five <laughs> all right uh last thing before we get out of here if you liked what you heard on this episode or any of the other episodes of any of the other podcasts or you know the videos what have you if you like what we're doing here and would like to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash culturebop and toss us a pledge. We've got some very cool perks over there. Uh, I am doing a revamp uh, of the perks, so uh, there will be new and different things coming there um, relatively soon. But as soon as we start hitting goals, uh, more content will be uh, headed your way. 
So, uh, yeah, that is, um, I mean, that's Are it. we adding a feat tier? Are, are we adding a, a what a, tier? A, a feet tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. For $2 a month, you can get a picture of my feet. Yes, that's yes, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's a, that's a good tier, solid, it's a good, great tier. Uh, yeah, Josh can attest; he gets them every now and then from me. A good dude. feet. Yeah, it is horrifying. Artistically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, that is it. That is the end of our show. So, until next time, goodbye.